missed opportunity. Kyle, that's what that was. You could have looked that coyote in the eye and said, clever girl. Like from Jurassic Park, where there's one raptor, but really there's some other raptors in the bushes. That's how coyotes fight as well. Darby cast Wild Card Friday. And as much as I'd like to tell you that this episode was going to take a fiercely anti-immigration bend, really at the recommendation of Kyle, I'm going to be honest with you, it still might. But Kyle was telling me a story earlier about walking his dog because he's a good dude. High ethics. Low ethics people, they don't walk their dogs. Low ethics people own pit bulls, and those pit bulls eventually grow up to murder children and eat their litter mates. They don't even have to grow up before they eat their litter mates. They're out of the womb and they're eating their litter mates. Look it up. But Kyle was out walking his dog two days in a row. Right, Kyle? Or was it three? It was two. Okay. I love that you didn't embellish just for the sake of the story. You kept it honest. That is so like you, Kyle. My goodness. So two days ago, Kyle is taking his dog for a stroll before Bible study early morning. Yeah, Kyle's from Dubai, but he's also into JC. I guess that's a thing. I guess we can be proud of that in some capacity. But that's not the point of the story. Kyle was walking his dog early in the morning before the sun was out. The moon was out. They set the stage for you. So in your mind's eye, you can see everything going down. Kyle's walking his dog on a 26-foot retractable leash. And out of nowhere, a coyote shows up. And I'm not talking about the underhanded equivalent of a meth dealer in the world of human trafficking. Coyotes, terrible people. No bueno. No me gusta. We'll get into that. I think we've got the time and the space and the attitude to say, hey. I don't even think Haitians who are in the United States right now are fired up on the Haitians who showed up at the border. They're like, listen, we were trying to get away from you. That's why we're here. Now you're showing up? This sucks. Mark my words, there's a Haitian out there who had that thought. Kyle, do you know any Haitians? You don't? And that doesn't affect you at all? That you don't know any Haitians? Your life is fine? Who would have thunk? But Kyle sees a coyote showing up out of nowhere. And what does he do? Responsible guy. He tells his dog, he says, come hither. Kyle's getting into old English. He says, come hither, beast. And his dog does. But the coyote approaches. Bold coyote. And then, Kyle, what did you do? You stood up tall and you growled. Now that is mastery of the animal kingdom. That is why... Humans are at the top, and coyotes are somewhere in the middle. They aren't bipeds. They can't stand on their back feet and intimidate. They can only slink around in the shadows and lie, cheat, and steal their way to eating garbage out of a dumpster. And some people are 
asking themselves right now, like, are you talking about the animal? And I'm saying, yes. If you catch my drift, my goodness. Boy, is this episode heavy-handed already, but it's about to get more heavy-handed. So Kyle scares the living hell out of this coyote. Goes, and that's really the only thing that this idiot could understand is a little bit of rage, a little bit of intimidation and the legitimate threat of force. And then back away from me and my loved one, Kyle's dog, obviously, or you're going to get smashed. You're going to get hurt in a way that will leave you near death and then you will unceremoniously expire from internal bleeding. Sit with that imagery for a second and now take a personal inventory of how elated that made you feel. And if it didn't make you feel like a total pro, maybe you sit down somewhere today in a quiet space and say, why am I such a fucking coward? That's kind of the conversation you have to have with yourself. If you're like, I don't think taking out legitimate threats is okay. It's like, well, then you're not okay. Boom, gotcha, game over. Checkmate, I sunk your battleship. Do not collect $200 and don't pass go. In no specific order. Either way, you're not getting the 200 bucks. Fast forward one day, 24 hours. So still dark outside, Kyle with his dog. God, this was a riveting story that you told me. And you normally don't do that. A lot of your stories suck, if we're being honest. But I love the gamesmanship, the stick to the je ne sais quoi that you've got going, where you're like, I'm going to try another story. Because you have the self-awareness to know when your story's going nowhere. But boy, have you thrown yourself in the storytelling crucible recently. Kyle, I got to call that out and share it with everybody. If you suck at storytelling, maybe you just find some dope who is easily amused. And you start there, get some practice stories in. This is a wild card Friday, and that kind of came off as advice from Economics Wednesday, which isn't really a problem when you think about it. Kyle goes to a new location to keep things varied and stimulating for his dog. Again, great pet owner. Incredible. So dynamic. Heart of a champion cannot be stopped. Kyle, good job. So Kyle is out, before the sun's out, kicking a ball for the dog. The dog loves soccer, but also likes basketball and football well-rounded sports beast, as most beings should be. You have an appreciation for multiple athletics. You don't get dialed into one sport and say, nah, I don't care about bocce ball. That's one of the last things anybody who actually likes sports would ever say. If you ever catch somebody saying, I don't like bocce ball, you slap them and you say, I am so disappointed in everything about you. Never have kids. That's what you got to say to him. Face it. Face the music. And if we're doing a throwback to Wednesday's episode, face the harmonica music. Maybe a little beatboxing. 
So Kyle's kicking around the ball. Who shows up? That's right, a dipshit coyote. Who's in for round two? And why is that? Because Kyle didn't brandish a firearm the first time. Get your CCW, Kyle. Carry the Glock 17. The 19's too light. The 17 feels good in the hand, and you can take some pop shots. Just fire off a warning shot next time, Kyle. Fire into the air. If you live in a residential area, just make sure you kind of tilt your firearm so you're not shooting straight up, and then uh, one of the (whistles) comes screaming straight back down vertically into one of your neighbor's houses. That's a bad look. But maybe you shoot the warning shot at a 45-degree angle and you say, well, whatever happens, happens. Boys will be boys. That thing's going to end up wherever it ends up, and that's not my responsibility, which is the correct way to think about it. But Kyle didn't brandish a firearm. Huge mistake, right? We're all thinking that. You probably just nodded your head in supreme agreement, and you were like, ah, Kyle. I find myself doing that all the time when Kyle tells me one of these stories, to be honest with you. All these missed opportunities left and right. I have really no choice but to kind of hang my head in sorrow because of Kyle's lack of self-awareness. He doesn't know how shameful it is that he didn't fire off some warning shots. But you do now, right, pal? So Coyote's back, and it's just one of them, and he's sitting under a light lining a pathway through this really great park underutilized space and that's the way we'd like to keep it nothing worse than a park overrun by nonsense and drunks and whores there are parks in this beautiful country of ours and those people used to be fearful of showing up to that park but you rip down a statue of robert e lee and all of a sudden they show up there put up a tent and the rest is a master class on how to be a gypsy. But Kyle sees this coyote. And that's where you should have said, clever girl, Kyle. Jurassic Park. Was that 93 or was that 94? Either way, both those years, good for movies. Good job to the industry. That's kind of when creativity started to wane in media when they're like, ah, let's just reboot everything. Let's make Avengers 17, Thanos has a sex party. That's not what this is about. And as compelling of a plot line as that sounds like on the surface, it's not okay because kids would be watching that and they don't need to see some monster purple pipe hitting some POCs in the face because that's the direction of movies, right? Got to plug in as many tan folks as possible for one reason or another. And then you go to the Oscars and they're all high-fiving one another and they're like, we are such good people. And it's like, is this your weird form of quasi-religious atonement in your new religion? that you insist isn't a religion, but it has all the hallmark features of a backwards and dogmatic religion that rather than bolstering society, completely corrupts it. The sexualization of everything, your religion sucks. 
That's what I'm saying. You're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to make value judgments anymore. You're not supposed to discriminate, point out the differences between things and be like, I like JC's program a little bit better than I like uh, what they're doing in Hollywood. The self-congratulatory handjob sessions in public, but then abusing uh, women and children behind the scenes, sometimes with objects and other times with bloodletting and vampire adjacent stuff. Not okay. But Kyle missed the opportunity to say clever girl to this coyote. And that's something we all look forward to in life, right? When you have that opportunity to come eye to eye with a predator and call him or her clever girl, which is kind of a compliment to a crafty female predator and very emasculating to a dude. Be like, hey, what's up, clever girl? Or your friends. You don't fight ethically. You say that to somebody. If you ever find yourself toe to toe and maybe you don't have your CCW and you don't have the capacity to rattle off some warning shots. But Kyle did the next best thing. He approached the coyote and you made low guttural throaty noises, right? Kyle just like. That's a direct quote out of Kyle. I can do a couple one to one impressions. And that's what Kyle said to me. Some of the newer listeners are thinking to themselves right now, why doesn't Kyle just speak for himself? And boy, did that just get a chuckle out of the longtime listeners who are like, we don't want to hear Kyle. We want to hear about him, but we don't want to hear from him. And that's a fair stance to take. Kyle, you know that's true. You got to prove a point to coyotes. You got to show them that you are okay with ending them and that they have no place in civilized society. Kyle was walking his dog exceptionally close to a five-star resort. Four-star, five-star, what's the highest it goes? I don't know. I don't really stay at resorts. I feel like that's a little too posh, not really my speed. But riddle me this, do coyotes belong at high-end resorts? No. Do they belong near the high-end resorts? Certainly not. Do they belong in residential neighborhoods? No. Does their conduct warrant retaliatory violence? Oftentimes, yes. Now, let's just take a time out. At this very moment, there's maybe a handful of people listening to this, the kind of people who eat kale chips and prefer soy milk and aren't okay with red meat. They're saying, this isn't okay. And that's wrong. Pretty easy to handle when a hysterical, nearly histrionic person says, that's not okay. You just look them in the eye and fire some warning shots. They're gone immediately. Now let's take this fully academic. Story time is over. Probably not. I'm probably going to sneak some stuff in there, if we're being honest. I can't help myself. I really can't. But immigration, it's a big deal. They're starting to talk about it a little bit more. It's very tough to avoid talking about it on the news. The low ethics 
emaciated sexual predators of the political left are trying to virtue signal to chicks and be like, I love immigrants. And I don't know if that's getting them laid. What a despicable disposition that is to be a male feminist who's pro-immigration and has no balanced view of any issue, at least on the surface. Do they know that they're emasculated liars? Or are they so bought in that they're like, this is who I am? The kind of guy who recreationally wears a pussy hat and unironically goes to marches with fat chicks and parades around and says, yes, we can. And all the while is fiercely contemplating what chick is my mark? Which one of these poor souls can I dupe? Ugh. Right? That's what we think about male feminists. Nausea inspiring is what I'm saying. Imagine being that guy. I know it's very challenging to put yourself in that space where you have zero going for you. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially. Any one of those things, you just have nothing going. Like a ripped homeless dude is doing arguably far better in life than these guys. You don't see that too often, though. Ripped homeless dudes. But let's talk about these male feminist types and the disgusting creatures that they are trying to plow and their effect on national policy. I don't know if they have it, right? Because I am a firm believer that democracy is a joke and that the people, quote unquote, in power are just the punching bag buffer zone between the population and people actually pulling the strings. But you kind of have this idiot army, right, of raging dipshits who are like, we need to go down to the border and start sucking off the coyotes out of respect. And it's like, you watch weird programs. Isn't it fascinating to watch how the hive mind is affecting people? Ubiquitous computing. These people going around, immigration is always a net positive. Men can have babies. Real women have ball sacks. This is the kind of stuff they say. And that's a pretty strong indictment of their processing power. But it's also indicative of how powerful the propaganda and programming is, right? To make somebody be like, we need more Haitians in the U.S. Life could be better here if we just had more double-digit IQ third-worlders on government assistance programs. That would really just level us up. Have these people ever had an original thought in their entire life? Have they ever asked a good question? Perhaps not. What are the primary dimensions of a proper relationship? What are the indicators? I don't want to look this up. I want to see if I got it from memory. It's overall similarity, physical proximity, and shared interests. Does that sound right? I think it does. 
Now, if we just got people from remote regions of the world who can't compete in our ever-increasingly complex high-tech society that seems to be collapsing under its own weight technologically and financially uh, in simultaneity, if we can't get these people here, we're screwed. Can you imagine having that thought and then proudly telling it to someone? And then having that person agree with you and being like, spot on, Brent. And the guy who said it being like, you got it, Trent. Brent and Trent. They would never fire warning shots at coyotes. The animal or the animal. You know what I mean? Brent and Trent, if asked about immigration, these are the guys wearing pussy hats. Let's remember that. If asked about immigration, they would say, Statue of Liberty, give us your poor huddled masses. Haven't you heard of that? And it's like, there may have been a time and a place for that, Brent. Trent, you listen up as well. There may have been a time and a place for that, but things have changed. A lot has happened since the Statue of Liberty was gifted to us by the French. The thing's oxidized. It's been oxidized. It was bronze when it showed up. Now it's green, and that's when we should have known this isn't okay. This is a ploy by Frenchmen to ruin the country somehow. Did they have the foresight to know that their statue would be used to convince an entire society to cheer on their own destruction? I didn't always think like this. I'm going to be honest with you. K through 12 and college, I was very much indoctrinated into the system. But then one day you kind of look around, you wake up a little bit, and you're like, is everything that I know either an outright lie or a shameless half-truth meant to deceive me? Is that what our entire society is predicated upon? Is a lot of lies? Immigration is always good no matter what. Real women have big dicks. Fat people are great looking. Twelve-year-olds should be able to vote. Guns are scary, so no one should have them. Fauci is a good dude. The only thing more impressive than Joe Biden's cognitive abilities is his love of children. Corporations are people. Democracy is great. We can fix things with voting. The media never lies. Rachel Maddow looks good. Joy Reid is not flagrantly racist. If you simply give up more of your rights, eventually we will restore them. People who won't take an experimental vaccine are a big problem. People of mixed European descent are inherently evil. Bill Gates is a good dude. Women over 30 who have focused on getting drunk on the weekends and pursuing a career are the backbone of this country. Immigrants are inherently morally superior to the native population. Bud Light is 
good. Big pharmaceutical companies should be trusted. If you subscribe to the top-down imposed positions of corporations, massive tech companies especially, and the government, you are the resistance. You need a vaccine ID, but not an ID to vote, if voting were real. The U.S. needs more third-worlders. It will make us so much better all around. And for that matter, Europe needs more Africans. OnlyFans is a legitimate career path that empowers women. Jacking off constantly is a net positive because it helps your prostate or something. If you have nothing to hide, then you have nothing to fear. Extreme surveillance, net positive. Pop music has a good set of messages. And I think that's going to do it. Wrap up the old Darby Cast Wildcard Friday. Remember, you just remember, there are so many people out there. The vast majority of people see right through all the nonsense. It is a small minority of people, mainly living in the San Francisco Bay Area, that are blasting out their Karl Marxy, Satan-worshipping, baby-killing, demon propaganda. And it might give you the impression that that's what a lot of people think. But that's not the case. Most people are far more reasonable than you could ever imagine. Shocking, I know. It's unfortunate you live in these Babylonian cities where you have Brents and Trents aplenty. But when the supply chain breaks down, as it is right now, Brent and Trent, they're fucked. They can't fire a warning shot. They don't have a CCW. Kyle, apply for it today. There's a lot of goofy things going on in this world of ours. And I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that everything's going great. However, we've got a great opportunity. We all do. To tell some jokes, to ask good questions, to hopefully shake a couple people out of their trance state and be like, you really lost it for a number of years. You were really on an interesting path. They had you saying a lot of weird stuff. I forgive you. Now that's the most important part of it, right? And it's tough when you've got friends and family members who've gotten caught in the nonsense and you find them parroting media talking points that make absolutely zero sense. How do you fire a warning shot in somebody's face? Kind of rattle their cage a little bit and go, whoa! Maybe you just start calling people clever girl sarcastically all the time. Maybe that is a turnkey resolution. Say it to a guy, say it to Brent, say it to Trent. Say it to Katrina. Go up to her and be like, hey, Katrina, you're a clever girl. And she'll just go, what? Fucking what? And you say, I don't know why I thought this would work on you, Katrina. You're an idiot. 
Get out there and vote, huh, babe? There may come a time in the near future when more than a handful of these emasculated pussies have an honest conversation with themselves. They say, am I an emasculated vajay? Do people constantly laugh at me behind my back? Are they frustrated with me or, or do they think I'm a complete joke? Or is it both? It's kind of both, let's be honest. But that'll do it for DarbyCast Wildcard Friday. Boy, did this one just have a whole lot of <laughs> whodunitry up the wazoo. This was one of the biggest whodunits imaginable. I bet that's what a lot of you have been saying to yourselves pretty much for the entire episode. Be like, there's a whodunit. We got a whodunit over there as well. Well, is that in the distance? Is that a whodunit? And the answer is yes to those questions. Who done a tree? We're going to keep pressing forward with the Darby cast. We're going to keep lighting it up, crushing it, approaching what the British call controversy, bolstering our spirits with what the British call aluminium spiritually. British people are so excellent. I just want to throw that out there, but give somebody a warning shot if not literally, metaphorically. Growl at someone, like Kyle growled at that coyote and go, that will give a person pause. P-A-U-S-E, not P-A-W-S. Unless you're a witch, in which case, yeah, give somebody pause. Do it. That'll mess them up. But that's Darby Cast for you. Wildcard Friday. Back next week.